Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Hump Day and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave Whoa. a like, a drop a comment, subscribe, even leave a five star review wherever you get your podcast. I'm Anthony. Yeah, you Lewis. are, and you're touching my leg. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not sorry. You're welcome. Um, to my left is Shane Diefenbach. This yeah, left yeah. to my right is Sean DePaul. Yeah, he is. What's Almost that forgot one? your name. Mm. What's that one? What? I always do that. I do that literally. I've oh, done that every I show. I thought you just do this. I go like that. Oh, I didn't know you swiped so hard. Oh. I thought it was more of like. A- well, this one was a very dramatic, just like straight across, just mm, mm. that I always do that. Guys, I've got some breaking news here. Uh oh. Yeah. Per Doug Haller. Uh oh. Okay. We got some contract news. Uh oh. OGs. Oh, I was you, you guys agreed. Bring it in the dark. To a new deal. That was so uncalled for. PHNX. Terms of the agreement weren't released at the time of the agreement, but sources close to the two sides say we are immensely excited and looking forward to creating more great Me, content between sources. the brands. Also excited to finally have them with us, right? We've got them on the D backs, got them on the Suns, but they made the right decision. To renew yeah. and add us Look at Sean and to the crew. Graphic. Look at that guy. Look at that. Uh, Look at that. Look at that guy beautiful. on the left. Absolutely. Look at beautiful. that guy on the right. Look what at a, that girl in the middle. What a group. Look at that guy in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Love that. As always, you can find them at your local you dispensary. Must be 21 plus to enjoy. Partake last night. I did. I was watching the the Sun Show. And, you, and I commented, and you commented back in all caps. I could just, I could feel your smiling presence behind <laughs> your computer. Oh wait, we actually do have some breaking news. <laughs> oh now. dear God. Um, not good breaking news. Oh though. God. Um, ASU guard Jemaya Neal no. will miss at least the first couple of games of the season due to a lower leg injury per body. Uh, um, <laughs> and per another source, Bobby will be with us in a few minutes. So, uh, <laughs> we just, the news is coming to you hot. Yeah, maybe. lots of lots. Of, I don't know what's crazier, the OGs or the Jemaya Neal news. Um, that's 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 fine. What's fine? Because you get to see the the bench a little more against teams like Tarleton. Maybe some Austin Nunes early yeah. in the season against lesser opponents. Um, Good thing we have Coach Hurley on to, to talk about. <laughs> should, we, yeah, should we game plan right now? How are we going to talk? Are we going to bring this up to Bobby? Yeah, 100%. Jemiah? I, I'm going to yeah. talk to him about Jemiah anyway. Yeah, yeah, well, wait. You can ask him about Jemiah because um, I know that's that's going to be a Same big. Chris. That's that's such a bummer for a guy that we were expecting but, to but play. But first a big couple role. games doesn't yeah. mean much. Yeah, I mean you look at their their schedule. And if it's nothing really. if Jemaya Neal is the difference between a win and loss against Tarleton State, something has gone severely wrong. But I think I think the most the obviously the bummer of that is there's been a lot of hype about Jemiah 
right through the. Has there been a lot of hype, or so. we have we created think, a lot of hype? I think you guys parlayed with everybody else talking about Jemaya from the the practices that they've seen or the practice that they got to see, um, just seeing the evolution of his game a little bit, and again, just realizing how big of a guard this guy is. Yeah. Um, I think it's a bummer that you won't get to see him against some of these lesser teams, right? Because this is a guy that I think could go for 20 points, 10 boards, and a couple assists against Tarleton State. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, average. I'm like, whoa, no. Can you imagine? Um, Can you imagine if Jemiah... I think the biggest... Yeah, that would be fun. 2010. I think the biggest thing is, like, just not getting into a rhythm, which we know this team kind of needs. Can you uninstall Adobe Flash from your computer, Totri? Yeah. Hi. Because that pops up every show. Remind me. Um, (laughs) It's been reminding me later for months now. Yeah. Um... I hope he's back for the VCU game because that the Legends Classic in in uh, New York. There's a chance to play in Michigan in that second game, so like there, that's when it starts getting very real. VCU and then whoever they play in the game two of the Legends Classic game. Um, so yeah, definitely not ideal, but I mean, it's not like football where those first few games are perfect, do or die. Yeah, and it looks like we've got Coach Hurley trying to call in. Right now, we'll see if we can get him on here in the next, hopefully, few seconds. Um, but yeah, I think you have the luxury of playing some of those other teams where, with Jemiah being this out, teams also just deep. Yeah, but with Jemiah being out for those first couple games, you do have that luxury of getting to test the depth a yeah. little bit, right? Yeah. So that'll be nice. Jacob, do we have coach? Let's bring him in. We are joined now by Coach Bobby Hurley. Coach, thank you so much for taking some time. Yeah, good to be with you guys. And we did just get the news of Jemiah Neal, as you had mentioned in the presser earlier. Uh, so I am curious on on that front a little bit. Just what does it mean for this team to start off the season at, you know, with some of those non-conference opponents but without Jemiah? Well, Jemiah's had a, a great preseason and a great summer, So, and we had you know high hopes for him. So disappointed uh, personally for him that he's had this setback but uh you know it's nothing that's gonna again hold him out of maybe more than two or three games hopefully uh and and we'll see how he progresses with that uh i think it's going to impact our first game because you know he had the ball in his hands quite a bit especially uh, as a guy that was likely going to come off the bench and uh and and spell both frankie and and our other guards and just having another ball handler on the court because uh Tarlington is a team that's going to, you know, challenge passing lanes, going to pick us up full court. They're going to try and create turnovers. Uh, and it would be nice to, to have Jemiah out there uh, in that role. So um, other guys are going to have to step to the forefront. Yeah, so that's what that's one thing we were talking about. You know, we saw it a lot in the open practices. He had the ball in his hands quite a bit, as you mentioned. Um, so that's probably something we can expect this season. How much has he kind of improved from last year, not just from ball handling, but just in general as an overall player? And has he grown height-wise? He looked a little taller. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's always had that that long, you know, rangy kind of build. And uh, I just think he's the game has slowed down a little bit for him. As a freshman, things are going at you 100 miles an hour. I think he's uh, he just feels more confident. He's playing more confidently. Uh you know, and, and, and he's making plays out there. I think, uh, you know, potentially outside of Frankie, really maybe our best guy of just, uh, you know, getting in the paint and making a play for us on offense. I mean, another young guy that at least on this show we've talked a lot about is Enoch. And I, I, last year, we, we you could see immediately that he had kind of like the, the 
raw physical potential to be something great. Um, and then in the open practices, it seemed like he took like a, a pretty decent step. Is that something that you saw? How have you seen him kind of grow and what should we expect from Enoch this year? Yeah. I mean, I, I looked at Enoch as a guy that's just got to be ready to play. And, uh, you know, I, you know, Warren, we brought in Warren Washington and I think he's got that experience edge at this point. And, uh, and, but, but Enoch certainly is going to help us, you know, win games, uh, just with his physicality and, uh, just got to keep focusing on, on finishing around the basket and, uh, having a complete understanding of what we're doing out there, but, uh, he's progressing and, uh, he's working hard and, and uh, we're going to you know, be patient with them. Yeah, Coach, you guys had a lot of additions this offseason. Uh, maybe most notably Frankie Collins. Just what does he bring to the court, not only from a, a game perspective, but from a leadership perspective as well? Frankie's a guy that's uh, you know, day in and day out, very uh, reliable. You could count on him being in practice. I don't know if he's missed the practice or a workout since he's been here. So I think he's... Uh, He's, he has his teammates' respect. He, uh, he leads by example, just how hard he plays both ends of the floor. Uh, you know, very vocal in practice. If, uh, you know, if guys aren't handling their business, he's, you know, holding guys accountable. So it's, it's good at that position that you have someone that's, uh, you know, not afraid to, you know, to communicate and take control of what's happening out there. And uh, he's been a playmaker. I think his, his teammates enjoy playing with him because of his uh, – his vision of the floor and just getting guys involved and playing like a true point guard. Definitely. And then the other two big additions, the Cambridge brothers, you know, you bring in a shot creator like Desmond, 16 points a game, and then a guy who can jump out of the gym like Devin. What have they been like to work with? And do you ever mess up their names and get them confused? <laughs> yeah, it's like Des and Dev. I, I did it more so like early, but um, I, I've gotten better as of late with that. But it's uh, – they're very different, but they bring just a ton of energy and, you know, a lot of personality to the workout. They're they're very different type of players, but they seem to complement each other well. And, uh, you know, I think that they're going to have, you know, a, a huge part in, in what we're doing this year. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, this is like we kind of mentioned, this team does look pretty different than it did last year. Um, I mean, you lose guys in the transfer portal. You lose a guy like Kamani Lawrence um, to graduating. Like how... From a leadership perspective, who do you kind of see stepping up into the into a leader role? I know you mentioned uh, Frankie and kind of holding people accountable, but is 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 are you looking at him as kind of the leader of this team, or is there somebody else that is going to kind of take on that role? Yeah, I don't think we've like anointed a guy like in a captain role or, or you know or the primary leader. I, I think there's you know a number of guys that have stepped up and been vocal, and you know it's been kind of the the older guys that. Have played played a lot of college basketball. It's the, you know, DJ Horns, Frankie T uh, Collins. Uh, you know, uh, we want Marcus to keep doing that, continuing to talk, take ownership of, of being a leader. Uh, and, you know, and then we'll go from there. But it's, uh, I think we're, we're solid in that department. I think, you know, the guys are committed to winning and holding each other accountable. Coach, we've talked a little bit about the additions on the court, but you brought in Mickey Mitchell, um, one of your former players now, a part of your staff. What does he bring to the team? And when he was playing for you, did you ever think that he would eventually be on your coaching staff? Um, I, I wasn't sure. You know, you just don't know if, if guys are, you know, what direction, what path they want to take in life once they leave. But, uh, you know, I think the, the ball stopped bouncing a little sooner for Mickey due to injuries. And, you know, he was he was interested in, in wanting to, to get involved. So uh, we had an, an opening for him. And, uh, you know, he's been he's done a great job. He's just uh, – 
you know, doing whatever needs to be done and spending a lot of time with our assistant coaching staff that have done this for years. So he's, you know, he's learning quite a bit right now. And I think he's, uh, he's good with the guys, you know, he can really relate to them. He's uh, pretty close to them in age. So I think he's got his eyes open, his ears open. He's just trying to, to really pick up as much as he can right now uh, about his craft. But we're excited to have him because he was such a, you know, he played so hard. He was uh, a part of some of our best teams, some of my best teams at Arizona State and kind of knows what it takes and what the standard is, uh, you know, for those type of teams. Uh, last question for me. Obviously, Sean mentioned it. Uh, Kamani Lawrence not being here. Can you just kind of break down what it's like without him at practice? Yeah, I text Kamani just, uh, you know, uh, I think it was the day we had Midnight Madness and just knowing he wasn't there was really weird. And uh, he's just another guy, blue collar guy. You could always count on him. He's a really good leader. You know, he was a loyal Sun Devil, you know, through COVID and the transfer portal. You know, he he finished his career here. So, uh, you know, he's uh, he's one of my all time favorites, but uh, he's playing pro now and taking the next step. And we're just rooting for him to have the success he he hopefully will have playing professionally. Definitely. Coach, I do want to get into a little bit more of the fun questions. Um, I know you've been answering questions here for, for a while now, came straight from practice. Um, so getting into some of the fun stuff, I saw years ago you talked about your time at St. Anthony's High School. Um, and you had to, I guess all the players, had to meet a quota of $500 raised so that you guys could go to tournaments and stuff, correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so I'm so curious. <laughs> Yeah. If the if the situation were the same at ASU, which of your players do you think would be the quickest to raise the five hundred dollars, and which players do you think would struggle to raise the money? It's a good question. Uh, let me let me try and get a quick feel here for the roster. Uh, I mean, Luther is a hustler. Luther, <laughs> he's got that jersey hustle in him. I think he'd get the five hundred done pretty quick. Uh, who would be the slowest? I don't know. Uh, maybe Duke Brennan. I, I mean, I don't know. Duke, uh, he's a freshman, so I'll just go with the freshman. You know, Fair enough. You got the answer. Uh, something that I noticed, uh, obviously, a lot of fire on the bench with you and your brother as well. Is there something that runs in the family? And did you guys get – were you guys always this juiced as kids? Well, I mean, if you love it and it's just natural, it just kind of flows through your body as you're doing it. And sometimes you don't even realize, like, really the extent of, you know, that passion you have or the fire or um, so. I mean, I think I'm doing a little better at controlling it and harnessing it and channeling it the light, right way. Is it always perfect? No. Um, so I'm, I'm working on it. But I mean, I was exposed to my dad who's coached high school for 45 years and he was very animated when he coached, very passionate. Um, and coach K was kind of the same thing. So I think it's a product of, you know, what your experiences have been. Um, but I'm always trying to work on it and tone it down the best I can. All right, so I have been waiting to ask you this. You may have addressed it before. I haven't seen it. I wanted to ask you in person. I've been waiting to ask you since June. <laughs> Grant Hill was on a podcast with J.J. Redick, and he was talking about his experience scrimmaging the USA Dream Team, and he had mentioned that you were the best player in those scrimmages for that week and that you couldn't have Stockton on you because he, he wasn't that good of an on-ball defender. 
You were too quick for magic, and that the only way that they could stop you, that the USA Olympic Dream Team could stop Bobby Hurley, was by putting Michael Jordan on you. So I wanted to see if if that is if that's true. If Michael Jordan was the only one able to stop you, if he was able to stop you at all, and just kind of in general, what you remember about that experience scrimmaging that team? Yeah, I remember the first day, and it was the day that we shocked the Dream Team, and it was uh, it was scary just how good we just you, you know you have this fear that grows in your belly thinking about, you know, how embarrassing it potentially could be for you and uh, playing against that level of talent. But, you know, we, we found something that day and just, it all flowed great. And, but it, it went downhill fast, like the rest <laughs> of the week, man, it got worse and worse every day. And I don't know about everything. Uh, Grant might've embellished some, some of that um, because, uh, you know, I remember, Scotty Pippen guarded me too, and I couldn't do anything with him because he, you know, he's got the wingspan and he's uh, so athletic. He was blocking my shot, and I couldn't go by him, so I was just uh, I couldn't do a thing versus versus him. But it was, you know, the ultimate experience just getting a chance uh, to be a part of that. So were you were you actually like giving Magic the work though? Like was he <laughs> were you too fast for him? Look, Magic, that was like one of my heroes growing up, and. The first day I, I had a few plays where I got by him and stuff, but just like everyone else, man, like he just was older and needed some time to, to get his feet under him. As the week went on, I couldn't do anything with that dude. But, uh, you know, it's amazing what you always strive for as an athlete is trying to see, you know, when you came close to being the best that you ever were. And, and, and I think that week for a couple of days, playing against that level of players like took my game to a place that it made me never went to again ever just uh playing with those hall of famers so it was such a cool thing to think about like as a as a pure basketball player to know that you might have reached the best that you've ever played uh because of the caliber of your opponent and uh it was it was an exciting week for sure that's awesome. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> there for you months. go. I've been waiting since June. Bobby, thank you so much for the time and uh, good luck on Monday. Appreciate you guys. Enjoyed it, man. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Always, always. Oh man. First off, that was awesome. That was hundred <laughs> percent awesome. I've been um, waiting. I think he I think he was being a little, he was a little respectful. Humble. I, yeah, he was yeah, being yeah. humble. I think he did give magic the work. Um that to this day is one of the greatest quotes I think I've ever heard on a podcast is yeah. when Grant Hill was talking about the only way that the dream team could stop them was by putting Michael Jordan. That's what I mean. That's what JJ Reddick said. He's like out of context quotes. <laughs> and then you ever think he'd be saying that? I mean, listen, I'm not saying that Bobby Hurley is the reason, but does the U.S. Dream Team go on to achieve <laughs> what they do if they don't have the wake up call from Bobby Hurley? Maybe not. So, yeah, Bobby where, Hurley why isn't that talk? Where would Maybe they be without Bobby Hurley? Bobby Hurley deserves a gold medal. Yeah, much Just like that. the dream team, where would we be without Bobby Hurley? Yeah, Bobby's true. always great. No, we, so are we actually. kind of the dream team now, or are we the redeemed team? Um, I would say we're neither. Mm. We're just the boys. Yeah, the fellas, <laughs> the guys. Love all the love in the chat. MC, fantastic interview, hype for the year. Um, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the year, okay? Because this is Bobby Hurley's Don't eighth. Get me year. fired up now. This is Bobby yeah, Hurley's eighth year. Baby. And as much as as much as we love Bobby, right? Friend of the program. Um, every time he's on, he's he's absolutely fantastic. Um, but we've talked in the offseason a little bit about what this team needs to accomplish, what Bobby needs to accomplish here, right? So he's going into year eight. He's had three winning seasons, four losing seasons, right? The last two haven't been great. The first two weren't great. But everything in the middle was really that guard you era 
that everybody really enjoyed, right? He had Mickey Mitchell coming off the bench. He had Remy Martin. He had Trey Holder, Shannon Evans, Cody Justice, all those guys. Um, so what needs to happen this year? And I feel like we've talked a little bit like, oh, he needs to get to the tournament or or they need to be ranked. But like realistically, right, well, at the end of the year, when Ray is sitting down with Bobby, which I imagine happens at the end of every season, what needs to have been accomplished by that time? Doesn't happen after every game. On the, on no. the court. Um, you can't expect him to be so fired. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. You mentioned the, you know, the glory days of Bobby Hurley's tenure here. And it was, you know, they got to number three. They went 10-0 to start the year. And then things kind of trailed off. Um, that team that was number three in the nation, you know, you, you think about it and you think about all these names you throw together. This is the starting lineup. It was Shannon Evans, Trey Holder, Cody Justice, Mickey Mitchell, Romello White, and coming off the bench, Kamani and Remy. Like, I mean, those are respectfully, who? Like, you don't remember Ramella? No, no, but I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, in the context but, of, but, but you, do you know who, who was the, 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 the depth of this team? It was Daquan Lake. I love Daquan. Who ended up transferring? I know you might have loved him. wasn't great for ASU. And Vitali Scheibel, who every oh, yeah. time he was in the game, I wanted to die. Um, <laughs> you just have to have co- cohesion, and this yeah, team yeah. loved each other. Trey Holder and Shannon Evans played off each other. They were fantastic. Romello White gave you big minutes. Occasionally, Cody Justice was kind of the or uh, Mickey Mitchell was kind of the X factor, and Cody Justice was your buckets. You know, you like if you needed quick quick scoring, Cody Justice if he's hot that night, watch the hell Kamani out. Kamani Lawrence also on that team. Yeah, Kamani Lawrence was I mentioned came off the bench as a freshman. Uh, he and, and so did Remy Martin. They were yep. both freshmen at the time. Uh, and and what does that get you? That gets you a ten game winning streak, beating number two Kansas, beating number fifteen Xavier, and going into uh, be, being number three in the nation before Christmas. And uh, the famous Bobby Hurley quote, as he said. I wish Christmas didn't exist because <laughs> they had ended up sliding after that in conference play. Bobby Hurley's kind of been known to slide in conference play. But I think this team is so unique that if they can gel together and Marcus Bagley can get you those 15 to 20 points yeah. um, every night, I think you'll be fine. I'm really excited for this team and for good reason. Yeah. I mean, I said respectfully who more is like a – I mean, you look at that team. It's not like anyone on there is like. There's no Zion on there. There's no, no like. There's no guy that that a lot of people that are outside of the ASU world would probably know. And I feel like that's probably the similar for this team. Obviously, you have Bagley, and he has uh, people are going to know who he is because of his last name, of course. But like, there's not. There's no one on this team that I think people are considering the best player in the conference or any of the best players in the country. Like, I, I so I do think it comes down to a large part to them gelling and. and Bobby bringing out the best of them. I do think ultimately in terms of like a concrete accomplishment, like you certainly can't do what you did last year and lose in the first round of the Pac-12 tournament. Like I think there needs to be moments where it's like you need to, and I guess they kind of did near the end of the season, but there needs to be moments in the season where you're like, hold on now. I don't know. Don't let it like, oh, they might do something. Um, and then they actually have to do something, right? Yeah. Like you need to win some games that you're not supposed to win. Um, and then ultimately I do think – I don't think I don't think not making the tournament. Like I don't think if you miss the tournament, it's like automatic fire Bobby. But no. like I do think you have to have you I think you're to, pretty close though. Yeah. I, I do think yeah, I do think you need to make the tournament to be sure. You have to have you have to have some hope. I think something that is kind of being overlooked is last year. Like you can say these teams are similar last year and this year because of how many people left and came in. But the one thing you didn't really have, other than your older, you know, your seniors like Kamani and. What you didn't have is you didn't have growth from the next season to this season. You didn't have Marcus Bagley for the whole season, who was a constant rock in these last three years, even when he wasn't on the court. 
You know, you don't have a freshman improving like Jemiah Neal. You didn't have a freshman improving like Enoch. Yeah. Like, you have those guys now. You have that core piece, and you have one returning guy that can give you buckets every night in DJ Horn. Like, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of pieces that were missing last year that you kind of have this year. So as long as, like, these these guys like each other, <laughs> I think you'll be okay. You didn't have a Frankie Collins last well, year. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, the, you look at the people they added this year, the people they added last year, is like yeah. you're adding a lot of players who have played high-leverage Power 5 basketball this year, which is not like Amari and – he was good, but he played at Toledo. Yeah. Like it's it's a slightly different story. Like you have a I lot. Know, of, I know. Yeah, but you have like a lot of a lot right. of guys Don't the Mac. that, at least at one point, were were highly regarded, right? And yeah. so, um, the potential. Like I think there are pieces there for this team to do very good things, um, which I have been consistent about, and they just kind of the team kind of just keeps getting better. But can I ask the chat a question. You can ask. The chat I, I want to pull the chat. Let's chat. How many wins does this team get? Okay. Drop it drop below. Well, while Chad does that, I want to tell everybody about underdog fantasy. Because <laughs> holy yeah. smokes, I was on a heater. You really over were. The weekend, dude. And props for that. Thank you. I You're appreciate so it. Um, the heater's cooled down a little bit, mm. as it normally does as in the week. Does. But hey, you got to play to win. Oh, you only get hot on the weekends? Uh, Like Friday through Sunday. Mm. I was really, last week, I think it was from Wednesday to Sunday, I won, I won like a, a pick em on underdog every single day. That's that's great. So, hey, we're back at it today. Okay, look, you guys can search in the App Store or click the link in the show notes. Sign up with promo code PHNX and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today. Boys, do you have any Underdog Fantasy picks? Um, I like uh, Anthony Simons. Mm. Four or more threes. God, I wish my parents named me Anthony. Yeah, Anthony is a great name. Um, what else do I like? Ooh, I like anything involving Trey Young today. Okay. Uh, playing at MSG. Okay. Villain Ooh. of MSG, and as Sean mentioned, close with takeoff. RIP. Yeah. RIP. Um, what do you like today? I like Bryce Harper over or higher than one and a half hits plus rebounds plus. Or, wow. Whoa. Whoa. Bryce Harper's Harper's getting the board. In the NBA. Let's go. Fox out. <laughs> Somebody get that man. Are uh, you okay? I meant RBIs. So okay. I, I feel like there's a one and a half PRA uh, for Bryce Harper. I feel like it's an understandable mistake. There's an RB in that's there. A, I mean, that's an easy over. Hits RBIs and runs. He did that hits literally. RBs. RBI. Yeah. Mm. Um, and <laughs> runs. I just want to uh, say RBs. Okay. I love RBs. Nice. I don't appreciate no. that. I do like RBs. I don't care. Yeah. Um, but oh, um, yeah. Me. He did that. He did that in one pitch. Yesterday, yep. I think the Astros win tonight, but I, Bryce Harper has been the best player in the world in these po- this postseason. Yes. So I think he gets the higher on one and a half. He could, again, can do it with one swing of a bat. He hits a home run, he hits it. So, Okay. I got Cade Cunningham over 34 and a half PRA, and then Markinen over 28 and a half. I mean higher. PRA. Yeah, higher. My bad. Um, Thank you for that. You're welcome. Again, that's underdog fantasy promo code PHNX to get in on the action today. So we got some of the answers in the chat for win totals. Chris says 20 plus, Jason 15 wins. 15 wins for that would put them at a losing season. MC over 20, tournament bound, top three or four in the pack 12. That sounds a lot like what Sean's got. Charles with 18. Um, and everybody else talking about Bryce Harper and his PRA. Um, yeah, baby. So Harper cleaning glass. Do you guys you guys agree with the, the 18 to 20 win mark? Yes. I think so. I was going through it really quick. I mean, I think there's like 10 non-conference wins, right? Like they, Carlton, NAU, 
Texas Southern, VCU, they should all be. I don't know. It depends on who they get in that Legend Classic 2 game. Because if it's Michigan, I wouldn't be surprised if they lost that game, obviously. I don't know. That's a, a little bit a of a revenge, revenge game, game for Frankie. For Frankie yeah. Yeah. Uh, Grambling, Alcorn, SMU, Creighton, San Diego, San Francisco. So I, those are all games that I think they should win. So that's 10 non-conference wins right there. Um, I think there's about... There's, I think there's only two teams in the conference that it's like, not obviously no such thing as a guarantee, but like I will be shocked if ASU wins the game. Wins uh, either or, one of the two. Yeah, like I don't, like I will be shocked. It, a, U of A is kind of different because it's a rivalry game, but like generally speaking, I would be shocked if they beat U of A this year, and I'd be shocked if they beat UCLA. Otherwise, any of the other games, especially at home, I think ASU has a chance of winning. Um, so that's where it really comes down to. But I don't think. Again, depends on what happens in the second Legend Classic game. On paper, I don't think they should lose a non-conference game. I'm not surprised of anything happening after I witnessed yes. them upsetting Kansas. And we witnessed them upset UCLA last year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I, that? Remember remember that? That game. I think they, they win. God, that was weird. I think they split against U of A. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised wait, by you that. Think they do? Yeah, I think they do. I wouldn't be surprised by that because U of A is not as good as they were last year, or at least they're they're not supposed to be as good as they were last year. They're still pretty damn. good. They're still pretty damn good, but it's it's just the rivalry thing. Like, it's, and it's gonna. I think it's gonna take one of those wins, right? You mentioned all the non conference games that they should win. Whatever the Pac twelve is, what it is, you can get hot. I think it's gonna take a win over U of A or a win over UCLA. For people in this conference and people on a national scale to respect this ASU Yeah, team, right? and the thing that worries me is like you look at their schedule, their last three games of the year are Arizona at Arizona, at UCLA, at USC. So like those are three games that if like there's a good chance they lose all three of those. Okay, but hear me out. Th- those are your last slate of games before the first round of the Pac-12. Yes. Tournament. That is a perfect time to have to face the top of the conference. Yeah, no, I agree. Opinion. I agree. Um, but it's definitely – it's. It's going to be tough, and I think that like those final three games. If you lose those final three games, they could. I mean, obviously, but just based on where it is in the schedule, can change what happens after the regular season a lot. Um, I don't know. It's it's. I think the conference is a little more wide open, but as much. And so not only does that mean that they can beat good teams, but it also means they can lose to teams that are quote unquote worse than them. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I do like kind of that eighteen to twenty mark though. Um, but yeah, one of the things about Bobby Hurley's teams that I love is that they can get so hot so fast is we, we talked about that that guard you team, right? With Remy coming off the bench as a freshman and you had guys like Trey, um, Shannon and Cody is this was a team that could start the game slow, right? They could be down eight nothing. But this is a team in a matter of minutes could go on a 20 run just because yeah. of how fast they went up and down the court. This team is unique in the sense that I think they can. I don't feel like they're going to play as fast as those teams, but I think this is a team that, in terms of getting hot, can get hot consistently. I can hope not. I hope they play fast. I think they'll play faster than last year's team. Maybe better. Last year's last team. Last year's team in the oh, year yeah. before. I just they got to run, man. This team is so athletic. But I, mean, I don't know I why like they you, wouldn't. You saw that more in the open practices. Yeah, that they we were did. running more. Well, they were actually pace. dunking the basketball, and there were some alley oops involved. Um, yeah, I mean, I just... Devin's going to catch a body or two this year. I can feel it. That Enoch man jumped out of the gym. Might literally murder somebody. He might... I think Enoch will accidentally catch a body um, on a dunk that he accidentally rips off the top of the backboard and go, or rim and goes 20 feet in the air. Like, it'll be a complete brick of a dunk, but uh, he'll still catch a body somehow. Okay, interesting. Some things in the chat. Pugs and hugs. We already had Bobby, but definitely when this is posted on audio, go listen on audio. Well, you can also just scroll back. You can also just scroll back, but don't leave us. 
Don't leave us. We're That's here. Okay. We're here live. You can scroll back later, guys. Um, Coach Evan B in the chat. ASU is about to be a problem. They're about to get a great seed in the conference chip and tourney no lower than a seven seed. I respect I, the hell out of that. <laughs> I just, You know what I love is there's so much confidence. There is. Because oh, yeah. I, was on there you go, Jason. I was on an island last year. We had Jason from 15 wins to 17 wins. Yeah, okay. Hey, man, you stay the whole show. We're going to have that shit up to 20 by the end. I promise. I promise. Yeah. That it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about Four yeah. Peaks. Why don't? Because Why not? we're teaming Jemiah up. Jemiah Neal's winning six man of the year. With Four Peaks to host all U.S. and Mexico yes. World Cup matches at their 8th Street Pub. Enjoy beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. Check the link the in the show team, notes baby. to register for free. Guys, when does the World Cup start? November uh, 21st, I believe. Yeah, that sounds right. I think, the, I think at least the first game that... Is part of the the Four Peaks watch party is going to be. Do you think there's going to be a lot of goals in the World Cup? Mm-hmm. Mm. No, not mm. a lot. What do you? No, think? it's going to be some of the best goaltending in the world. I mean, it depends. The U.S. game, uh, U.S. has pretty good goaltending, actually. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that later because there is something I didn't want to bring up, and I'm just curious your guys' thoughts on it. Um, which is not a notion, by the way. Just so you guys well, are aware. Uh, let's get into our Pac-12. Basketball preseason power rankings. Uh, and just a disclaimer, this is going to be the only time that we do this specific segment on the show live. Every other time, it's going to be a separate piece of content that we run on the YouTube, um, similar to our Pac-12 football power rankings. So if you're here live, you get the pleasure of seeing the wheel spin. Um, if we have the wheel. We don't have the wheel. We don't have the wheel. You, then you, you have, to, to, you have to watch spin. the YouTube video to see the wheel. I can do the sax, though. Let's do it. Welcome into like. the Pac-12 PHNX Sun Devils basketball preseason power rank. There are so many P's in that sentence. Pac-12 pass pop. PHNX Pac preseason Pac-12 preseason. There's so many P's. Let's just see the damn graphic. Let's see what we got. <laughs> Sean, I'll start with you. What do you have for your Pac-12 preseason basketball power ranking? Um, pretty straightforward. Like I said, I think there's two. There's like two teams that are clearly on a different tier in this conference, and it's UCLA and Arizona. I think UCLA is pretty clearly the best. Arizona is pretty clearly the second. After that, Oregon and USC are still going to be two very good teams. Beyond that is where it gets kind of interesting. Um, Stanford's going to be really good. I think they just return to like. Dogs. Really good, do yeah. Players from last <laughs> year, really good dogs. Really good, really good boys. They're really good boys. Those are the dogs. Um, <laughs> That's Harrison Ingram. At least. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, returning the Pac-12 freshman of the year, like your first time since Chahi Carson. Yeah. So um, I think Stanford's going to be very good. But honestly, like if you put ASU above Stanford and other way around, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Colorado, they're just losing Evan Batty and Charlie Walker. Walker. Yeah. yeah. Um, those are just that was they like got a their, good for KJ Simpson. They do have KJ Simpson's back. Like it, I think it's going to be a solid team, and I think I think they're in that same tier with Stanford and ASU. Like I think they kinda, take a step back though. I, yeah, they, oh, a hundred. So they're they're not a first round buy. I don't think you can predict because they were a one or a fourth seed yeah, last year. So I don't think that happens again. Um, losing just kind of their the, their core really. Um, Washington Wazoo. There's a chance that Wazoo is better than Washington, but um, I'm giving Washington the benefit of the doubt because they have a Syracuse guy and uh, Coach Hopkins. Plus, I think Hopkins is coaching for his job. Um, and that's hope, not a good thing. I don't think that's a good thing, but I, I it might turn into them playing a little harder for him. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, behind that, Wazoo. 
Utah and Cal are not last only because Oregon State is essentially the Colorado they, they of this conference. They are basketball bad. We'll see how yeah. they, we'll see how many weeks they are even on this graphic before they get replaced. Like, well, I guess Cal did um, on yeah. our football yeah. rankings. Trust no, trust Tinkle no more for Oregon State after year twenty. Yeah, after year twenty, his dad's still the coach. Yeah, I believe so. Mm. Um, me, me turn? Your turn. Uh, yeah, UCLA, turn. U of A, and Oregon, one, two, three. Yeah, it's just, it's easy. Uh, UCLA returning. Easy is one, two, three. Yeah, it is. As um, simple as UCLA. U- U- Arizona, Oregon. Um, U- <laughs> yeah, UCLA obviously bringing back Hawkeyes, who, and Tiger Campbell. Do you know his sister plays at UCLA as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's crazy. What an athletic family. Yeah, I hate families like that. How many Hawkeyes? You don't hate. I'm Ooh. jealous. I'm jealous. There you go. Yeah. Carry on, sorry. How many Hawkeyes is... <laughs> <laughs> going to be the best player in this conference, I think. He is just he's gotten better every single year. He's a walking bucket. He's six foot eight. That's the dude is good. To Enoch. <laughs> Future best player. Uh, in U of the A losing, losing, Shut obviously. Up. Matherin and Coloco, but they are still good. Yeah. Uh they're uh, and they got a good recruiting class. They're just Tommy lagging. Lloyd said that Pell Larson is going to be the defensive player of the com- the year for the conference, and he said that about Coloco last year, and look what happened. Yeah. Uh, Oregon at three, returning some guys. They're always solid. I think they'll be a lot better than they were last year. USC, I think, could definitely be better than Oregon. Yeah, they're returning a lot of dudes. Uh, plus, they, they they have a pretty good recruiting class, and I just really like what Boogie Ellis does. Huh? No, I'm just looking at the the Walter Mahone's um, comment. I just have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> okay. Um, Stanford, as I said, bringing back Harrison Ingram is huge. Spencer Jones, like that team. That team's going to be solid. And then I think Washington State's a little bit of a sleeper. Uh, Washington State bringing back a ton of a ton of players. Um, really excited for what they can do. They're super young. Colorado's taking a step back. I don't yeah. think Washington's going to be good. And Cal is going to be better than Utah. I think just because Utah is just not a very good basketball team. Um, and Oregon State, but this this year. This conference is so damn deep, guys. Yeah. But, uh, is, you take out Oregon State, I think anybody can beat anybody. I think 11 oh, players. Oh, man, anybody. Yeah. 11 of, 10 or 11 of the, top, of the 15 players on the all-conference teams are returning, and that's the most since 2010. Wow. Like, this this is a deep conference, it's a good guys. conference. Watch for them in the tourney. You could probably, before we get to mine, I feel like, what, you could at any point this season probably see five or six Pac-12 teams ranked? Yeah, I, I think I think those t- top two for sure. Five or six is a ton. five for six. It five is. or six is a lot. I think you. I think you could. But see, you, you figure could see four, Arizona, UCLA, probably USC, Stanford, Oregon. Oregon. Well, I, I think I think Arizona, UCLA, and Oregon maybe. The problem with but that, you, USC has to go on a run because I don't know. I mean, they might be ranked, but having them all ranked at the same time, it's going to be hard, especially when yeah. they start beating up on. I don't team. know what their schedules look like, but that's yeah, that's my thing. Is if. Stanford, a team like Stanford is not going to start the year ranked. And by the time they have proven that they get ranked, they're going to be playing in conference and then they're going to start losing to the better teams in the conference. So it'll be tough for that many teams in the conference to be ranked at once. But I do think there are, I think you will see, I think you might see five or six teams that have a ranking at some point during the year. Um, but I don't know about all at once. Yeah. That's Pugs, probably Pugs and Hugs be nice to us, please. The real question is how many times will Hurley get himself ejected when they're getting blown? I like hey, when coaches get ejected. I look. Bobby Hurley on the sidelines is one of the greatest things. I think there are a lot of, and I I brought this up before, there are a lot of players and coaches around the country that I think would absolutely love the idea of having a coach that has that much fire mm-hmm. on the bench. Like, yeah, absolutely. And he, he only sweats when he's like super jazzed up, unlike Sean Miller, who just sweat all the mm-hmm. time. I think, Loser. before we get to... Cheater. Wow. 
He's a loser. And a cheater. And a cheater. <laughs> he is all of those things. Um, so last time we had Bobby on, he told us that he didn't eat. That is true. On game days. Um, oh, which dude, is crazy. This would me. help so much. This, I'm telling you. Actually, I don't think it would help. You don't think it would because help? Because I think he's doing just fine not eating. I think if Bobby Hurley... Because he hasn't made a tournament. I think... Stop it. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying. I think if Bobby ate Burrito Express he, he before was making, every game... He was making tournaments when he wasn't eating, though. That's true. He was making tournaments when he was number three in the country. But now he stopped, or, and maybe the answer is Burrito, Burrito Express. Burrito Express. Look, our friends at Burrito Express are on a quest to hit 3,000 Twitter followers. Whatever you say that, I was thinking. We're, like teaming, we're teaming up with them on a giveaway to help them out. Make sure you're following them on Twitter at Burrito EXP and ourselves at PHNX underscore Sun Devils for a chance to win a Burrito Express shirt, sticker, and a voucher for a free burrito. Let's get to my power rankings. Before we get there, you know what the second worst part about being off on Tuesdays is? Because uh, the first worst is not being able to see you guys. It is the leftover burritos. It's the leftover burritos are always gone. Yeah. Well, they're going to be gone anyways because Mac is a thief. True. Um, but yes, my power rankings are similar to what you guys got. I think UCLA, Arizona, Oregon are clearly the top of the conference. Um, Shane, you brought it up. The amount of players returning for all of these teams um, is ridiculous. And I think the Pac-12 could have a national champion among it. Um, I think it's going to be a scary season. Uh, for a lot of teams at the bottom half of the Pac-12 because when it gets to conference play, as they do every year, they're just going to get beat up on. Um, at four, I've got Stanford. This is a Stanford team that I think could surprise some people. I wouldn't. I would not be absolutely shocked if they finished the season above U of A. Um, I've got Arizona State at five. I think this is Bobby Hurley's best team, and I think this is the year that it finally all clicks, and they're a tournament team this year. I don't know what seed, but I think they will be a tournament team. Got USC at six, Colorado at seven, kind of with you on the whole Washington Wazoo situation, Sean, I could definitely see either of these teams kind of at that eight, nine spot. Um, so I do have Wazoo above Washington, Washington at nine. And then the rest of the conference probably shouldn't even play basketball. Stop uh, it. Utah Cal. Now they need to play basketball so we can get our wins. Remember, remember Utah? The, so yeah, Utah, Utah was a special place in my heart because that was the first time Sir Anthony joined me for a postgame show. And it was probably one of the weirdest games I've ever experienced. Sir Anthony. 2 p.m. on a Wednesday. Yeah. It was like a 50. And, and Marion hit a hit a jumper to win. It was a weird game. It was such a weird game. It was weird. And you I were like, why do you like this guy so much? <laughs> he was obsessed with Marion. And he I did not know what Marian. it was. That was my, yeah. Why, why are we using past tense? Are you still obsessed with yeah, Marion? He's playing, it, he's playing Turkey, basketball right? in Turkey. Yeah. Turkish basketball goes hard. Where is, um? Uh, oh, no. What's his name? Large dude. Oh, yeah. Bo not Bull Bull. Taco Fall. Is he playing in China now? I think so. And he dominates. Yeah. Is he dominating he dominates. in China? You know, Dude, I love a, Americans playing Chinese basketball. You know basketball. they have a uh, statue of Penny Hardaway in China because really? he was so good. Jimmer like, Fredette might be the greatest basketball player of all time. Mm -hmm. That motherfucker goes stupid. And and uh, Stefan Mulberry, mm -hmm. also a Chinese Coach, basketball legend. Coach Evan B asking how Tayshaun Cherry is. Is he still at GCU? <laughs> Who are you obsessed with on this so. year's roster? Can we each claim somebody for this year? I, and Jemiah's off limits. Oh, good call. I think we, I think we all are on uh, the Jemiah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Well, I think I know who wait, yours wait, wait. is. But before we do that, okay, let's do an ad read. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's tell everybody about DraftKings because that is a hell of a nice place to make some money. DraftKings. Um, new customers <laughs> can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins you can also boost your winnings up to 100 percent with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays it's simple download DraftKings Sportsbook use promo code PHNX that's promo code PHNX in the DraftKings Sportsbook app minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see show notes 
for more details. By order of the Peaky Fucking Blinders. <laughs> I've never seen that show. It's, it's pretty good. I haven't finished it, but it's a pretty good show. I got mm. really bored. Yeah, well, I, I started to get a little bored I heard too. It starts slow though. Uh, that's kind of why I kind of fell out of it. Yeah, but I, I, I most mean, good shows I feel like have started slow though. I feel like Breaking Bad started slow. Game of Thrones started slow. It is a little bit of a slow. Yeah, burn. not a big Game of Thrones guy. But oh my god! But I know it's. I, I will that say really. It, I will say mind. it's a bad take. Okay. That I'm not a big Game of Thrones guy because I bet I would really enjoy it. It's just it's like staring it at slow? it's like staring at a mountain, but you're gonna have so much fun on that mountain. But it's mm. just like gotta, you gotta climb, climb the mountain. That's There's me a guy with, that's me with Lord of the Rings on the show. I love Lord of the Rings. Yeah, gotta name the mountain on the show. There's the mountain and the hound. Mm. Yeah, I knew that. They're brothers. You did know that? Yeah. Did I you watch about, Game of Thrones? No. I knew about the mountain though. Wasn't uh, he like the world's strongest man or some mm -hmm. crazy shit like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so who are you obsessed with on this in this year's roster? Ooh, Ooh. Cherry, not on GCU anymore. Um, who am I obsessed with? I think DJ Horn has a breakout season this year. Mm. I think DJ Horn showed exactly what he's capable of in that Pac-12 tournament game because he kind of went stupid after going super quiet for the last what five games at the end of the year. Everyone's like, okay, where's like it was okay because everybody else was scoring. Yeah, Marion showed up. Marion showed up. Are Marion, maybe Marion and DJ Horn shared basketball talent. Yeah. And they just handed it off to each I other. I think DJ Horn could 100% lead this team in scoring. Like, I know everybody's eyes are on the return of Marvin Bagley well, and that, all that. That's the thing is people saw his decline last year and are like, eh. Dude, he is good. Oh, he's a dog, bro. <laughs> DJ Horn can hoop. And I think this is the year that he's like, being that he doesn't have to be the floor general anymore, he can kind of play off the ball now. And there are a bunch of guys that can fill that role. I think it's a perfect setup for him. I think, obviously, losing Jay Heath from an offensive perspective hurts. Um, but I think that just allows guys like DJ Horn to get more shots. Do you think Jay Heath's going to start at Georgetown? Uh, did they ever clear his el eligibility? Because there was a whole issue with that. I don't think so. Um, or I think so. F in Georgetown. But DJ Horn. Hey, I 100% hey. claim the DJ Horn uh, train. It is uh, 3.49 Mountain Standard Time, and Georgetown still sucks. Um, <laughs> so you're, got, you're claiming yeah. DJ oh, Horn. Oh, no. Opinion piece. Yesterday. Three reasons the NCAA should grant Jay Heath's transfer waiver. Yeah, so it's still not 100%. Wow. Yeah. Come wah. back. Oh, man. Um, At this point, we don't like. Where are you playing, yeah, bro? Too many cooks. <laughs> um, you can go ahead. Um, I am gonna go with really what? That's Come crazy. On. What? Go ahead. I don't know. Come on, just go. Ahead. I mean, my guy is. Don't say it. Say it. Don't say. So it. okay, I this is kind of cheating. I have I have two guys for two different reasons. Uh oh. Um, the one cheater. obviously you said is, before the show you is don't like kind of my. Basketball Nesta Jade Silvera in Enoch. Duh. Um, I feel like he's our because I was also on the Enoch train. Uh, yeah, but I but feel like I'd like really to point out that I was on the Enoch train yes. first last you year. You invented the E block nickname, the e, right? I, I did some post games with Shane mm -hmm. early in last year's season. This is a train um, I'm happy to stay on. But I did depart for the Marion train. Though. Real answer. Mm -hmm. And I know this isn't is is like, I'm not really going out on a limb here. Going way, it's going way too fast. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going out on much of a limb here, but a guy whose name we literally haven't even mentioned today, even though he's going to be starting, Ooh, Alonzo Gaffney. Oh, um, no, I wasn't him. <laughs> shooter. I just, um, I think he has the potential to have like an, uh, an even better season. Like They were so big. That, that's what I'm saying. It was so big. Is so he's going to be able to stretch the floor a little bit. Like I think he could end up being like, uh, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot he's on this team, but all of a sudden he's the best player on the team. Where'd that come from? Like, um, 
So one guy that I have expectations to produce and think will produce is yeah Gaffney, you know, one guy who I don't necessarily have the expectation, but think has the potential and really would really enjoy it if he produces. I think if Enoch, Enoch has a great season, this team is gonna be ranked. Yes, like if he has a great season. If you yes. have a backup big man dominate, because I mean, like look at Arizona. Dominate. Look Bob, at Arizona. If we have an Umar Balo, like yeah. Bobby Hurley is going from not no seven footers to almost three. Yeah, Gaffney being six ten. We haven't even mentioned Warren Washington. Warren Washington, yeah. who we haven't seen because he's been injured. Uh, at a true seven-footer. And then Enoch, who is the closest thing you can get to a seven-footer that's not a seven-footer. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun. I haven't talked um, about Luther today. We talked about it. Bobby mentioned him. My God. The well, Hester. there's just so many people on this fucking team Luther, that I'm like, oh my gosh, you're great. Luther is a close second, Sean. I think you know who I'm going with. Yeah, Cambridge. Yeah. Uh, Des Cambridge. 16 <laughs> points a game. What? It just bothers me so much that the guy with ES in his name is wearing a four, which is kind of like a V, and the guy with a, no, na- a V no, in his... this is what bothers me, is that Dev, who has a V in nice. his name, didn't go to Nevada. And okay, so that, that's what I, I mean, trying. they get to choose their numbers, and it just so happens that the closest thing to a V is a four, and Dez is wearing it, and yeah. the closest thing to an ES is a three, five, and Dev is wearing it. I think they did it just to irritate you. Probably. Uh, Coach Evan B saying Duke's going to be nice, maybe forward. Yeah, Duke Brennan, freshman. Big I man. don't think you see him. Like at all this year? Well, yeah, this year maybe injury. Yeah, well, maybe oh, moving I mean, forward. I yeah. see that. As long as it's not breaking news, Duke Brennan not great at raising money. As long as we don't see Austin. Now. True, uh, but I feel okay. like that was a default yeah. answer. We didn't even talk about that. Des Cambridge, uh, absolute bucket. This team had so many problems last year getting their own shot. This is all this man does. Um, he was facilitating. He he just creates space. He's different. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited to watch him, but. Devin also, man. If if you still haven't somehow, if you're new to the show, maybe, if you haven't, just go ahead and Google Devin Cambridge Auburn highlights. It will blow your mind. It's an AAU mixtape. The man can jump out of the goddamn gym. He can jump, but he has probably the ugliest respect, shot. Ever. The ugliest shot they don't I've need seen that. They in don't my need that. entire life. They don't need it. Like it's not what he's meant to do. Star no, in your role. I know, but he did at points during that practice. Star in your role. The worst <laughs> shot I have ever seen did in it my go in, entire though? life. No. No. Oh, then yeah, <laughs> no, it's it did not. not. It was it was the most broken motion I've ever seen. Some uh, uh, actual basketball player. How many guys on this team at any given night can go for twenty? Oh, can go for twenty. Ooh, 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 ooh. Bagley, yeah. Bagley, Horn, Horn, Cambridge, does Cambridge? Okay, Frankie, I guess. But Frank, no. I didn't even think about Frankie. Frankie can't. I don't think you don't think so? Uh, not yet. No, I think three or four. Well, the thing is, like, I think any of the guards on this team, like, if you told me, like, oh, Jemiah had a twenty-point game at some point, I wouldn't be surprised by it. Like, I'd be like, oh, okay. If you told me he was, like, averaging down near 20 points, I'd be like, you're lying to me. If Jemiah uh, Neal averages 20 points, this is a tournament team. Jemiah if Jemiah Neal averages 20 points, this <laughs> might be a top 10 team. This might be a, a, <laughs> we got, a, a we got top four seed. GM Saul Bookman here. Oh, well, he just, he just looks like he wants to say something. Obviously, the, the Arizona just guy. Just know that we have been giving Arizona a lot of love. No, no, I wasn't even going to say anything. I just was whispering to Jacob. I said, it's cute when they talk about basketball. Why? Because it's ASU. Mm, uh-huh. yeah. We're just cute. I, listen, like you guys know how I feel about ASU. I want you guys to succeed except when you play U of A. That's it. I don't care because it's always good for everybody. So hopefully you guys can rebound from – from. honestly, it was what? The beginning of the year last year. The second half yes. of the season, you guys were solid. And I thought you guys really had a lot of potential. Until you let's let's do something right now. Let's do something right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. Are we ready? Let's, let's do this. Bet. Let's oh, make a bet. Oh, you want to make a bet? I want to make a bet. That's your bet. Okay. Are you doing the split I'm thing? I'm doing the split That's thing. your bet. Not a chance. ASU splits this year. 
with Arizona. Okay. Okay. What do you want me to do? What are the stakes of this bet? If U of A sweeps ASU this year, which they've done multiple times over the course of the last five years. Wait, so the bet is if U of A sweeps, then you then, have to do then something. Then you win. I have to do what you yeah. want. And but if, if they ASU split. splits or just outright wins both of those games. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not on that side. I'm just saying by default, I get that as well. Um, if they split, then I win and you have to do something. Coach Evan B, stay on topic. This ain't about football. Let that shit go. Um, <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? We've had, a, we've had a friendly let, little beef let, over the last couple let, weeks. Let's, let's think about it. Let's think about okay. it. And then uh, maybe one of your other shows will talk about it. Okay. Sounds yeah. like a perfect tease to me. Uh, no, thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, if you want to go to any of these ASU versus U of A games in basketball or the Territorial Cup coming up here in a couple weeks. What app should they use, Toshri? One place. It's game time, baby. What is this? Game time! Just me fixing my oh, or can, that I need a substitution. I thought that that's my favorite. Can that's, save up to sixty percent on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. Time out on game time. That's my favorite celebration in basketball. Is oh, I like the head tap or the yeah. It's great for you procrastinators the out there, which all of us on the show, I feel like, are procrastinators at one point. Um, and the best way I'm to support not, us is by I'm buying your tickets procrastinator. through the link in the description. Again, get your tickets through the link in the description. Boys, let's talk. Tony bit of football. A wee no. bit of footy. Yes. Of, of what they do on the uh, other side of the pond. Why do you move your head when you turn British? That's how they talk. Right then, Robert Dom needs some beans. Talk beans. Yeah. God save ah. the king. <laughs> okay, bro. Uh, college football playoff rankings came out last night. Shocker, ASU wasn't on them. Um, there was some Pac-12 teams on them, though. And I'm curious as to what you guys think about the percentages. For some of these teams to make the actual college football playoff. Okay? I'm surprised that UCLA doesn't have a chance. That's exactly what I wanted to bring up. Number eight, Oregon has an 8% chance. Number nine, USC has a 7% chance. Number 14, Utah has a 2% chance. Mind you, this is what? A two-loss? Is this a two-loss Utah is team? Or Utah one football team or milk? Oh, <laughs> boo! <laughs> and, boo. And, and UCLA is fat free. And there is oh. no percentage for number twelve UCLA at seven and one right. Now. LTC made a tremendous point. Not to, we'll get back, to, but like uh, Bobby works well with Dukies. Um, Brennan Duke might be the future. Mm, um, Duke Brennan, yeah, Duke Brennan, comma Duke. Oh, that's what you're doing. Last, okay, last name first. <laughs> um, what do you guys think about UCLA not having a percentage? I think it's weird. Just because literally any of these teams can do can are have the ex- I think they all have the exact same chance. They just have to win. And they're ranked above Utah, but they have a less of a chance to make the playoffs. I don't know, man. I think they're they're factoring in UCLA's lost A's. I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's like you look at like I mean, part of this is like sure they're seven and one. They're the best the best team in the conference right now. But like statistically speaking, which is what it's ultimately going to come down to, like the committee is going to get in a room and look at a bunch of numbers. They're not going to compare, like just looking at the D their fourth and overall efficiency in the conference. Um, like, let's see here. Well, there. actually the committee takes into account what they look like in a game, not just their numbers. No, I know. But at the end of the day, it's going to be at the end it, of the season and they're looking back. You know what it is? I think it's South Alabama genuinely. I think it's well, almost I mean, losing to South Alabama so, at the start of the year. I mean, what you're going like, what we're going off right now, the percentages are based solely off of stats. Like, it's it's is it from ESPN? This college you, football playoff is what they yeah. released. Oh, oh, yeah. college, I didn't realize they actually yeah. put out a ring. 
Oh. Yeah, so that, it makes sense. I think it's because of South Alabama. But that would still be based off of numbers, though. No, it wouldn't. South uh, the, no, I mean the percentages and stuff. Because the committee doesn't go past 25. Like, they put out their ranking, yeah. but they don't give, like, percentages and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I mean, I do, <laughs> like, like me, they do look at numbers, but I also think, like, there is a certain amount of, like, when you sit down, like, if the committee was sitting down and, and thinking about, UCLA playing one of these other teams like I don't think UCLA I mean, UCLA is not the best team in the conference I I honestly think that the like the I think that UCLA is probably the fourth best team in this conference when it's all said and done yeah, and, and they have the fourth best chance of, of actually winning a game against anybody in the in, in a CFP so I get it. I'm surprised there's not even a percentage. Um, like there's not like there's no chance because they are seven and one. If they win out and things go their way, like there's a chance like they're going to be in the, yeah, they the will have conference USC championship if, most if they, likely yeah. yeah if they win the uh, conference then they will have had to have beaten usc yeah i think so. basically what this is saying is that if they are the tribute from the pac-12 the pac-12 the, pac the, 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 yeah, so they the, don't have a tribute <laughs> yeah they're the district 13 college football playoff committee is going to be like mm, no thanks i think it would be nice to have a team in the pac well it's not going to happen this year mr anthony totry i don't know if it's true i do there's just no chance oregon can win out uh, no Okay. Well, they, we'll no, talk a little bit. Or no, they can't. Gonna, it We're going to talk a little bit more about this yeah, on our Pac-12 football power rankings, which are going to be uploaded to YouTube later. So be on the lookout for that. But that's all we've got for you guys today. We appreciate show you. Today. Great show. Great show. I'm all feeling, around. All yeah, around. Like all, around feeling, boys, all around. Jacob. Hey, Jacob. There you go, boss. All right. We appreciate everybody in the chat, everybody that was watching or listening on audio. Why don't you head over to Twitter and give us a follow at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Totri. You can follow Shane at Shane Deef. And you can follow Sean DePause at Sean underscore DePause. This is a tribute to Bobby. Sean fucking DePause as always. We will see you guys Thursday for an audio show. But for now.